Good morning. It's February 29th, which means it's a leap year, and this is uh, my view from the rim. How are you today? Um, I'm recording, and this is actually normal morning, not my normal 12.05 a.m., um, but I'm recording now. I woke up this morning with a very strong impression of a message that I wanted to share. I've been reading over the past week how a number of people have been sharing um, their hear him moments. And, and what that is, for those that are not aware, is, is uh, there are times when, when they've heard uh, the voice of God. Now, this, of course, is a, 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 in a part of the uh, bicentennial celebration for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and celebrating the uh, 200th anniversary of the uh, first vision uh, had by Joseph Smith, which I've accounted previously. My previous podcast was in regards to that bicentennial. You can go listen to it, or you can go read my uh, uh, View from the Rim uh, blog uh, regarding that as well. Um, of course, I'm not talking about uh, the heavens opening up for each and every one of us individually and and God the Father and Jesus Christ coming down and speaking to us directly. What it is is uh, uh, the opportunity to share when I personally had heard uh, the voice of God and how I'd heard it for the very first time. Um and this is really actually especially pertinent for for people who, uh, because I was a teenager, and so for those who, uh, you know, I, I have kids, uh, like many people do, I, I suspect that who, whose kids have grown up, and, and, and while they were active members of the church as they were growing up, as they got older, they they uh, uh, took a different path, and 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 went away from the church or they just went to church because their parents had them go to church or whatever. Um, all of us have the danger of that path, by the way. Um, it's not something that that uh, is a guarantee that we're going to follow that path, follow the, the right path forever. Um, Lehi's dream where he uh, uh, has his children come to the tree uh, you know, his oldest sons don't. And so this is something that, that is is a concern of every parent. So let me share my experience, okay? Um, I was 19 when I had my hear him moment. Um, I was uh, contemplating whether or not I should serve a mission. For those that don't know, um, young men of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. At the time, it was 19. Now it's uh, 18 and having graduated from high school. But then it was 19. You had to be at least 19. Uh, once you turned 19, it was expected, actually commanded, that uh, young men should serve a mission for their church, for the church. And so I was 19, and so the questions coming in, are you going to attend, or are you going to go serve a mission? Have you put your papers in yet? Um, you know, have, have you done that? Where do you think you're going to serve? No one really asked if I was going to serve. 
And to me, that was the bigger question. And, and because to me, in my mind, that question was not resolved. You know, I, and it's not because I grew up and I was ever questioning the church as a youth. I, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do. I, I attended seminary, um, uh, seminary for those that don't know is the, uh, uh, high, high, high school program of gospel instruction. Uh, for the first two years, it was a home study program where you, where you did homework, uh, gospel homework, and then on Sunday morning, uh, Sunday at church, you reviewed what you studied the past week. Uh, the last two years was an early morning where you got up before high school and you met as a class. Um, those were great times, actually. Had the wonderful teacher, uh, Kathy, was just amazing. She truly was. She opened up our home to uh, uh, a great group of kids. All of them, all of, the, all of my peers in that group, they were all amazing. Um, graduated from seminary. Um, you know, and did all the things that you're supposed to do, right? But then at 19, it's, it's uh, well, what are you going to do now? And so you maybe you try to avoid it. Uh, for me, I tried to join the Marines, and the Marines wouldn't take me because I was flat-footed. Uh, believe it or not, that was a thing. And so here I am. And are you going to go on a mission? Are you going to go on a, when are you going to go on a mission? It wasn't really a question of are you going to go or if you're going to go. It was a question of have you put your papers in yet? Where do you think you're going to go? I already said that, didn't I? And so that was getting kind of annoying for me because, and I can understand why many people get, get pushed away simply because of that. And so all of this is kind of going through my mind right at the moment. And it was at that moment that, you know, I was hanging out with a couple of friends of mine and, and we stopped by where the sister missionaries live down in Parkville. And, and sister missionaries happened to be there and, and we we're talking and, and sister Brown always called her Amana Brown on my mission. I mean, this actually, this is, she was actually a very key figure, which I'm going to explain in just a moment. Uh, so I always called her Amana Brown, but uh, Sister Brown, um, I was talking to her, and she asked me if I'd put my papers in yet, or if I was filling them out. And I said, well, I'm not even sure I'm going to go. And so she said, Phil, um, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that that the prophet Spencer W. Kimball is a prophet of God. And I said, yeah, I, I, I do. I believe that, yeah, I believe he's a prophet. And she said, and what has the prophet said about young men serving a mission? And I said, well, you know, and I'm, now I'm kind of looking down at my feet, right? You know, because I, I already know where this is going. I said, um, well, he's kind of said that, that, that young men are supposed to serve missions. 
And so she looked at me and she said, so what are you waiting on? I don't know if it was the way that she said it or what, but the, but the words had a great impact on me. I mean, it was, to me, it was literally the, the voice of God. telling me what I needed to hear. It was putting two and two together and equaling four. And it really is that simple. I mean, it's that simple then. It's that simple today. Now, now we hear the voice of God in many different ways. Um... For me, it was a sister missionary. Of course, that should be no surprise, right? She's been uh, uh, called by a prophet, set apart to to preach the gospel. And so she was one of uh, uh, God's messengers. So it's no surprise that she would be able to give such counsel at such a time that I needed to hear it. Um, so I put my paperwork in and was able to not do too much damage uh, while I served in Spain. Um, had the opportunity to meet some wonderful, wonderful people, uh, Spaniards uh, and, and missionaries alike. I, I loved my mission president, even though I, it seemed like I was always on the outer edges of the mission. Um, um, the whole time, uh, missionaries, uh, I, wonderful opportunities to, to meet people and to serve with them. I love, love, love them all. Would not have had that experience had I not heard him through the voice of a sister missionary. So the question becomes is as whether you're a teenager, whether you're 40 or 50 years old, is how do you hear the voice of God? How do you hear him in your life? Do you hear him in your life? You have to have faith, one. You have to believe that God exists. Or you have to want to believe. How about that? We start with that. You have to believe. You have to want to believe that God exists. You see, because within each and every one of us, the light of Christ burns. We have the capacity within each of us to understand these things. And to know that Christ is the Son of God. But we have to want to believe it. We have to be willing to believe it. Once we are willing to see that light, we can see it. And it doesn't matter how mired down we are in sin. How mired we are in, in the secular sciences and the, and, and the minutiae of life. If we want to believe 
that God knows us as individuals, we can see that light and we can hear his voice. Now again, don't expect the heavens to open and a great light to come out, come down, and to have a personal visitation from God the Father and Jesus Christ. Those things happen so, so rarely as to make it next to never happen. It's only happened, uh, well, it happened to Joseph Smith. It happened to, well, Christ came to Saul on the road to Damascus. Very rarely. But it doesn't mean that God doesn't speak to us. Remember Elijah after the great event on uh, on the mountain when God honored his sacrifice and burned everything up, the, the sacrifice, the wood, the altar, the water. And Elijah fled. And he was in, you know, the, there was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. There was a fire, but God was not in the fire. There was a wind, but God was not in the wind. Where was God? It was in the still, small voice. But you have to want to hear it. You have to be willing to hear it. It's this reason I'm doing this podcast this morning. I, mean, I woke up out of bed and I felt like I needed to do this. I'm not sure why. Um, there's very few people that listen to this, and so I don't know that it'll have an impact on them. If you share it, maybe it'll find its way to those that need to hear it. You know, I was not always the... Uh, um, from that time forward, uh, when I had that uh, moment, when I heard God through Sister Brown. I've never doubted. Never doubted. Even during times when I was not uh, active in the church, I never doubted. I always knew. I know better now than then because as you are closer by doing those things that you know are right, that brings you closer to God. That gives you greater light. That allows you to see things that you couldn't see before. So how do you hear his voice? You can hear his voice in many ways. For me, like I said, it's just, just a comment by a sister missionary. What are you waiting for? It put it all together for me. It could be in a song. You know, today, so many times I hear a song and it puts doctrine together for me. It helps me to understand and gives me answers to so many prayers. Song does. It could be reading not just uh, sacred text, but any text. Words can stand out to us. Or it can be the counsel of a friend or a family member, a loved one, 
or even a passerby just randomly saying something. If we have faith, we can hear him. And so I would just say, so what are you waiting for? Hear him. It's my view from the room. Have a great day.